Hey y'all, I'm Mistress Electra. I'm Isis the God. Yes, and this is Humiliation Hour, our very first episode to our whole entire podcast series full of kink and fetish shit. You'll hear about what they gonna hear about Isis. What they gonna hear about? Shit, they gonna hear us talking shit about what it's like being a sex worker. <laughs> they're, gonna, <laughs> they're gonna hear us talking about the good parts about being a sex worker and how to maneuver as a professional and not like some fucking broke bitch on the timeline. <laughs> no, that's the one because there's a lot of a lot of baby doms that's been asking for advice that's been reaching out to us mm-hmm. um just 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 looking to you know learn and we're here to teach you know period it's about damn time yeah we might as well do this motherfucker okay period it's, it's been too long so let's let's get it Hey, welcome back, welcome back. How we doing, girl? And I'm ready to smoke, bitch. <laughs> okay, which brings me to my next point. Uh, we gotta talk about this current event, child. So girl. let's go ahead and spark up before mm, I yeah. get into it. Let's yeah, do cause, it. Because this news is very much um, unsettling. Uh, mm-hmm. 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 So our news today is coming out of San Francisco. So San- Bay Area. Shout out to the Bay Area. I ain't never been to California. I have never been to California, but girl, we're gonna I- go together because I'm my whole half of my family's from the Bay Area. So I got you. But let's right. get to this news, ma'am. Hey, but what I will tell you, if anybody that's listening to this trying to fly me out to the Bay Area. You already know. Let me know. Can't <laughs> Anyway, uh, this news article this week is coming out of the Bay Area. Uh, they had their annual door alley fair this past Sunday. Uh, so the door alley fair is basically a, a, a kink and fetish event um, hosted by adults for adults. Uh, and it should be shit. Exactly, motherfucking that in san francisco and it's not like an orgy party but it's like i would describe it as a pride event for kinksters so there is a a lot of just like kinky shit going on you could be dog walking someone uh there could be like things going on just randomly in the streets like people making out uh things like that so with this whole entire kink event taking place uh, called the Door Alley Fair, uh, a huge, huge, huge thing that has been in like the news and everything for it has been the monkeypox. So everyone is scared as shit about these monkeypox. And now they're saying that you can even get the monkeypox from walking in a huge crowd and just brushing up against somebody's shoulder type shit 
And <laughs> let it be known, I don't need no bitches rubbing against me on the sidewalk. Stay over okay, there. like six feet, six feet. So Fuck that twelve feet, move away. <laughs> no dead ass, dead ass. And literally, like the mayor of San Francisco came out and was like, "Yeah, uh, we got a we got a lot of cases. We got a lot, mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. lot, an abnormal amount." And California is really, really getting this shit hard as hell. Hard uh, as fuck, bro. One of the first states, to be yes. honest. Which I mean, it it doesn't surprise me out of out of out of the whole entire United States. California, Texas, New York, and Florida is the first four <laughs> states that all the bad shit happened, bitch. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, am I wrong? Are we surprised? No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> because what are we, like what are we talking about? I like because like I heard of the chickapies. Girl, nah. Because let's talk about it. Let's talk about let's, it. First let's talk because, about it because everybody knows about chicken pox, bro. We've yes. heard about chicken pox since we were fucking toddlers, bitch. Mm-hmm. We see it on TVs and movies, on the news. Your fucking uh, Miss Susie at school got chicken pox. You That's know what I'm saying? Us. I ain't never had no chicken pox. <laughs> However, where the fuck did they come up with monkey pox, bitch? The lab. <laughs> the lab. <laughs> the lab. Hey, they said, they said, this is from this is from Hopkins Medicine. Okay, bitch, do your research. I cite motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. So Hopkins said monkeypox symptoms include swollen lymph nodes, fever, and rash that may initially be mistaken for chickenpox or a STD. Bitch, got to motherfucking money. No, because <laughs> what? Give me a no, 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 no. I'm gonna stop you right there. Cause what? How can it be either chicken pox or an STD? Hold on, bitch. I ain't even get done. Literally, the last sentence say, this infection can be fatal, but it most often clears up on its own. Huh? <laughs> no. I, bro, that's why you know they're just making shit up. I know they're just making shit up. What do you mean? Not, the, not every symptom is con- contradicting the other <laughs> symptoms. They say, they say, you might not, but most of the time, you won't, but I mean, you might. There's a very <laughs> you might, you might, but most of the times you won't. You won't, but what you will. Fuck? Okay, That's be it. prepared. Okay? And you ain't even gonna think that you got what you got. Is the fucked up part. You you gonna think that? You, hey, my shit itch real quick. You gonna you gonna go to the doctor, get a pill for gonorrhea, chlamydia, or it's some terrifying, pill. girl. Because Babe. I don't know if you be on TikTok like I be on TikTok, but. The girls are scared. The girls are having anxiety attacks. Like people mm-hmm. that are actually getting, uh, you know, I almost said chicken pox, bitch. The okay. people that are getting monkey pox are fucking having anxiety attacks on the TL because they think a little itch or a little, a little pimple on their face could be a monkey pox. Very much that, girl. <laughs> Very much that, girl. You know, for the past month, I've been dealing with acne, and bitch, I'm 23. That's supposed to be gone. Like, hold on, is this okay? Nah, let's not. Let's not. I said, I said, Mm -mm. let's get these monkeys and gorilla pox off my ass. Not gorilla pox, child. Is that the new strain? Bitch, they got all the pox. They gonna say, they gonna say, uh, uh, 
motherfucking <laughs> mo- monkey pox 22 on their ass. Okay. Oh, hell nah. Okay. Nah, but for real, for real, in all realness, I do not think that San Francisco should have allowed for that kink event to go on. And I know I'm going to get some hate for this. I know. I know. Y'all going to be on I'll like, be right next ass. to you, bitch. It's okay. I, exactly that. She going to go to war for my ass. But I stand on what the fuck I just said. Mm-hmm. So, with with all this shit being said, like, we really have to be cautious, okay? I get that you want to make your money, that you want to go out and be with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very rare that you find some like-minded ass people that are- Especially in fucking kink and fetish? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly very that. hard. It's, it's However, very hard. But like, you know, we- we rarely go to kink events ourselves because there be hella motherfuckers there's, there's there. There's still COVID. There's still exactly that. There's still COVID. Not like okay. I'm, I'm too uh, afraid or whatever because my immune system stay up. Okay. However, I don't Make go out stay to down. and uh, please, you need to stay your ass at home. <laughs> <laughs> please. Um, no, nah, but it's like. I don't go out too much to where I worry about that kind of thing affecting me. Yes. And if I am going out to any type of event, I make sure there's like no more than 30 motherfuckers in that bitch. Oh me, oh me. And 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 even from the very start, like just me being in a motherfucking strip club, like I know that shit is motherfucking dangerous. Whenever there's a lot of people up in there, I'd be like, hey, hey, it's time for me to dip, okay? Exactly uh, that. Even as a stripper, I don't even like being in a strip club. So I would be damned if it's I the fact that kink event where kinky it's... shit is bound to happen. Exactly that. My thing is like people were already shook about COVID, and COVID's not gone. It's not gone. Mm-mm. People are still getting COVID, and um, and whatever other strains of COVID there are. I remember there were like m- many other strains that came out after. They're about ninety nine of them bitches. Okay. Right, I don't <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. COVID, we still in the middle of that bitch. People still getting, you know, little booster shots and shit. Think it's gonna, you know, save their little ass and take their ass to Mexico for a little vacation. Are you stupid? <laughs> or, or, or are you dumb? Okay, are you stupid? Um, are you dumb? Which one? I don't know. No, that's that's really that's really the motherfucking one. We are still in the midst of a pandemic, and while we are in the midst of a, of a pandemic, another pandemic is happening with this monkeypox. And they, hey, I saw on Twitter today. They said, hey, and I know I'm gonna get some hate for this. Go ahead, girl. That bitch, I'm They said, they said, Twitter said. Joe Biden ain't doing shit about monkeypox, just like Donald Trump ain't do shit about COVID. All these motherfuckers about to get sick, okay? Where my stimulus at at this point? Let, let my ass stay at the house, okay? Girl, that stimulus yeah. better have a couple more thousand than it had before. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Because inflation. All because right. inflation and who's living off that little bitty, uh, what is it? Oh, and they just said we was in a recession a couple weeks ago. So, shit. I'm gonna need my recession and my inflation pay. Fuck out of here. But, 
that's the end of our news segment. Anything Period. else you want <laughs> Anything else you want to add, girl? Don't be rubbing on people. You don't know. That's the motherfucking one. Okay. <laughs> Stay so, your ass inside. If, uh, if, drink your water. If there's any time that your ass should be at Bath and Body Works mm-hmm. trying to get them motherfucking little hand sanitizers, it will be now. Okay. Go Girl, ahead. You know, please. That is, it has more fragrance than it has, ah. uh, 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 what do you call it? Disinfectant, bitch. Okay. <laughs> what? At least you smell good. You walk <laughs> in, bro, before you like even you walk in, Bath and Body Works. At least you smell good while you're getting the monkeypox. Before you even walk in, <laughs> Bath and Body Works, you're fucking choked by all the fragrances in the air, bitch. Strong choco shit, okay? Fuck the Popeye's biscuits, okay? (laughs) But on the real, real, stay stacked up on that hand sanitizer. Wash your hands. Get tested, all right? Yes. And that's that's not just for no STI or STD. Baby, you need COVID tests now. You need monkeypox tests now. You need STD tests now. You need all of that shit to make sure your ass is straight. We are... We are literally walking on the dying earth, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to motherfucking tell you, you better stay strapped. Period. What they, they say? Stay dangerous. <laughs> Get out <laughs> 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 Hey. Stay dangerous. Stay hard. Stay dangerous. Hi guys, welcome back to our main segment. This time we will be talking how we came into the game, you know, what we're doing now, and all of that in between. Uh, Isis, want to start <laughs> off with uh, your story, girl? How'd you get into this? You know, like, how did you start? What were you doing? And did anyone know you were doing that, you know? So, <laughs> so for me, um, last year is when my sex work career started, I guess you would say that. But um, sometime, well, this time last year, I was a bud tender, which, you know, is essentially a person who helps you added like, you know, a cannabis dispensary type shit. Okay, period. That sounds lit. And I, I, I was I was a bud tender for like two years because I mean I like smoking weed, obviously. Um, <laughs> the same. Mm-hmm. But I also really enjoyed learning about the many uses of cannabis um, mm-hmm. in regards to health and mental health and uh, diseases and all that other stuff. But, um, you know, it wasn't fulfilling for me. Um, well, I mean, bud tending at least. I feel like if I were to continue working in the cannabis industry, it would be with my own company. But that's, you know, for the future. But it wasn't right. fulfilling for me. And plus, I was also living with roommates at the time. So mm-hmm. I needed more money on top of, like, my little bi-weekly paychecks that were basically shit. Yes. So, <laughs> were, were you getting like minimum wage, and like how much was that? So, minimum wage at that specific shop was higher than 
most but tenderest minimum okay. wage, which mm-hmm. would usually be like a uh, fifteen what fifteen twenty five. Mm-hmm. Whereas at this shop, I was making, I think I was making seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, period. Mm-hmm. But you know the hours were shit, so it was almost like I was making nothing. So exactly that, yeah. So okay, that makes sense. So I started uh, selling my used panties, socks. Um, <laughs> uh, sex toys, uh, shoes, etc. On this site called All Things Worn, uh, mm-hmm. you know most sex workers would know about it because you know a lot if of you a lot know of, you know okay. if you know you know uh-huh. if you don't you don't it is what it is but you know <laughs> a lot of people buy and sell their stuff on um, that site. And on that site, one of the buyers that I had, he messaged me one day looking for black male fantasy. Now, at the time, I didn't really understand what, like, that meant, I guess. Like, he looked (laughs) at because I'm like what you mean like you're fantasizing about black blackmail right that's that sounds like some weird shit so what did you say or what did he say he was saying he he gets off to you know the 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 possibility of being caught doing this type of shit on a website by his wife you know what I'm saying Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow, like that's crazy! I ain't never heard." <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, "Shit, okay." So every time, you know, I, I threatened to like tell his wife and show, like, you know, email her like screenshots and everything of our conversation because, because, because I had her email. Oop! But like every time, yeah, he gave me her email. But every time I would, you know, threaten him, he would like, or I guess fake threaten him, I should say. (laughs) Uh, He would send me like 50 bucks every time. So essentially I would get like 100 to like maybe 200 out of him a day, Mm -hmm. depending on how much he's, you know, how often he he wanted a blackmail fantasy from me. Mm -hmm. And I guess one day he got caught or something because like I did end up sending like screenshots of me and his conversations to his wife through email and he just like stopped responding later that day and I did not hear shit from him since oh man and I was like no way (laughs) oh man but honestly I don't do any blackmail stuff anymore because it's obviously illegal and I don't think that anything that's illegal or whatever is you know I don't know it's not enough money for me to to fuck up my life you know what I'm saying and to fuck up other people's lives I don't feel that way I think that everything should be consensual absolutely unless we're talking about CNC that's a whole nother situation exactly that I can understand the fantasy but But, there's, um, there's a point in time where you just gotta leave the fantasy the fantasy baby exactly that just keep that shit in your mind and shut the fuck up <laughs> some of that shit needs to, to, to needs to stay in the drafts baby some of that shit needs to stay in the, stay in the draft nah so, for real but, what exactly um, did you do after um, that man stopped responding how did you how did you go about entering the sex industry so 
because for me on that site I started to realize a lot I was getting a lot more money from doing something that didn't have to do with selling my stuff you know what I mean so after that I kind of did more research about financial domination because essentially that's what it was we, we, you know that type of fantasy he was looking for it's like financial domination like oh give me money or I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna fucking call your wife about your weird ass you know what I mean but it's like I didn't even know that financial domination was a thing type shit like my whole the only things that I knew about domination were through research and like you know femdom porn and mm-hmm. <laughs> and my own yeah that's and, for a lot of people and that's for a lot of people and you know obviously my practice with my private you know romantic partners from you know years and years and years or whatever but I never mm-hmm. thought of you know uh, someone getting turned on by giving uh, someone money you know what I mean I never thought mm-hmm. that was like a thing but I mean mm-hmm. if you have a money fetish I guess the other side makes mm-hmm. sense right because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. myself have a money fetish what about you definitely that because <laughs> definitely that so when I did more research about financial domination I was like okay cool you know honestly I could do this because I <laughs> shut up because... <laughs> because you know I've always been naturally dominant my whole life like it's not something I've had to fake it's not some shit I had to like uh you know put on a persona or whatever for you know Mm. it's just it comes natural for me um so I felt like it was something I could do but I think the hardest part about financial domination especially when I started was the fact that we were like a year into the pandemic type shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it was it was hard to do stuff that um wasn't online like a lot of people were uh, caught up in the online world of domination mm-hmm. which is cool but it's like it was hard for me to learn how to succeed just online type shit until I met my first whale sub <laughs> what exactly is a whale sub um, a sub with a lot of money <laughs> a lot it. of money okay <laughs> I'm talking like seven American Express cards, the fucking <laughs> maybe okay, twelve big bitch. Bang. and, big and bang. I'm not I'm not talking about the plastic neither, bitch. I'm talking I'm about the okay the fucking the ones that clank. Yeah, exactly that. The ones that clank, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, he was sending me he was sending me thousands, like in total, I would say every month. Because I would just drain him. Well, shit, not even every month. No, yeah, actually it would be. Because sometimes I drain like 600 out of him in a day. Sometimes it would be like 800. Sometimes he'd send 800 at a time. Uh, sometimes he'd send 1,000 at a time, et cetera, et cetera. Whenever I wanted it, I got it, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I was sucking that shit the fuck up, okay? As you should. You know, and it got to a point where, you know, after him sending me money over, I want to say, like, four to five months after I started my uh, online domination shit, you know what I mean? 
he mm-hmm. finally decided he wanted to have a session and you know he lived in san diego and i'm from california so i was like fuck it let's go i'm gonna go to san diego okay. let's, let's he booked he booked me a really nice hotel in um la jolla which is you know a, a, a yeah, more what do you call it a wealthier area in san diego okay. um a lot of older <laughs> Older. I ain't never been to California, Chris. I don't know. I'm telling you, bitch, we gonna go together. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you all the good parts because all the bad parts are the are the areas that tourists go to. So, uh, okay. but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, he booked me this really nice hotel, and you know when we met up and it was time for our session, he really was scared shitless. I mean, like. He was shaking type shit. Mind you, this oh, I'm I'm like five three and a half. Okay, the half counts, bitch. And he's and he, shut up. And he's six seven. He's six seven. Oh, right. This tall ass green giant motherfucker is over here, <laughs> scared shitless. And I haven't even said a fucking word to him yet. So I was like, okay, we don't need to have a session. It's fine. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. But you know what I mean? If you're not completely comfortable, I'm not gonna feel, you know, good about dominating, dominating you. Right. It doesn't it doesn't feel right. So, you know, he was like, Okay, I could take you shopping tomorrow if that's better. But he also gave me a thousand in cash in my hands at the hotel, which was even yeah. better. If mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't get my session, I got my thousand in cash, baby. And if mm-hmm. you don't believe me, it's on my Instagram highlight. <laughs> <laughs> Link in bio, bitch. But <laughs> the next day, he took me shopping, and he spent about seven thousand and eight thousand on me. And um, ever since then, I've been focusing more on building my brand and um, focusing on more in-person sessions because I really like the I, the dynamic more compared to doing like some Skype session mm-hmm. with somebody for like 30 minutes or 15 minutes. It doesn't feel like I'm really getting the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Adequate experience. Yeah, I'm not getting the <laughs> I'm not getting the experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing here, bro? Because yeah, I'm not. I don't, I'm not... I don't like online stuff for that very reason. Yeah. So, like, even though I started off doing more online stuff, I would prefer to have more in-person experiences, and I have since then. I mainly focus on in-person shit. I have. I rarely, if ever, do any right. Skype or FaceTime sessions anymore. Because, frankly, you know, all the money is in person, and that goes for everywhere. Yeah. That goes for strip clubs. That goes for, uh, um, you know, escorting and all that other shit. Point is, the real money is going to be in person because people want to see you. People want to actually connect with you, type shit. You're not going to connect online like that. Yeah, it's it's a sex work industry. People want that that connection, that release that they don't get from their everyday lives. So Mm. yeah, it's really it's really hard to get that online. I can definitely understand why you navigate it that way. So. 
So with doing in more in-person sessions, I also make, you know, fetish clips. I would consider myself a fetish clip artist because my editing be on point again. <laughs> Big thing. Play with your mama, don't play with me. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you know, here and there, I like to teach some shit with Electra because girls do be asking us questions about how we got to where we're at and you know what we do and what we did to to get to where we are now and speaking of that it means it's your fucking turn (laughs) so that you can talk (laughs) about how the fuck you got here and and became one of the baddest black doms out here bitch hey big fur so my story is honestly very comical (laughs) make a movie out of this because there's no way like so even like my advisor in college would tell me that I should write a book or like I should make a movie or some shit because I would tell her all my little stories from the strip club or whatever and she would be totally fascinated but my life and just the fact that not only my life but I was still going to school while I was doing all of this crazy ass shit good lord <laughs> so I actually started y'all as a competitive dancer so I was dancing throughout middle school throughout high school and that's how I afforded college was um, through a scholarship for academics and also through a scholarship for dance um and when I was on dance team, I was also the dance captain. So, Period. Don't play with that, us. Play with your pussy. Don't play with me. Exactly that. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was really good at just performing, you know. And that was my whole entire life. I knew how to command a stage, but. College got real, real stressful, okay? So, your girl started smoking some weed. Mm. And Not the devil's the, lettuce, child. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the school I was going to in Kansas was not really happy about that. So, they kicked me off the dance team, right? So, Mm-mm. I had to figure out how in the hell I was going to make up the money that cover for my dance scholarship for my tuition and I did not want to tell my parents that I got kicked off the dance team so I was also working for a hotel at the time and the manager I told her exactly what happened and she knew I had a good heart she knew I really loved dancing but like life is stressful you know shit happens so she was very you know understanding of my situation so she was like, my best friend owns this strip club in town. You know, I know she'll take good care of you. Nothing bad will happen. You're a beautiful black woman and you'll make a lot of money. Shout out to hey, her. Shout out. Shout out. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna call her Mary. Shout out to Miss Mary because she, she literally started this shit for me. So... I went to the strip club on amateur night, which is like Wednesday. <laughs> and they hired me on the spot without even having to dance, just because I had a dancer's physique. So hire me on the spot. I do my thing. I get out there and I work the whole entire night. And bitch, I only make $28. <laughs> 
my first night, I only made $28. But that's but because shit, some, of, some girls don't be leaving with nothing on their first night. So. Nothing. That's the fact. But that's because it was amateur night. Like, everyone knew in the town that it was amateur night. And this was a small town. Mm-hmm. So they was like, yeah, we're not going to go on amateur night type shit. But I promise you, the next three days, baby, all together, by the end of the week, I made $1,500. And that's how you do that shit. And that's how the fuck you do that. All right? So (laughs) after they kicked me off the dance team and I realized that I could get a lot of money from stripping, I would work at the hotel on the weekend so I wouldn't see anyone at the strip club that I knew, you know? (laughs) I'm dead as fuck. So I would work at at the hotel Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because I knew all the all, all the college students would go to the strip club on the weekends. They'd never go during the week, and that's exactly how it panned out. So I would make all of my money during Monday through Thursday. Exactly that. And bitch, I paid for my tuition. I have no student loans. I don't got none of that shit. I gave them that shit in cash. The financial aid office hated my ass, okay? <laughs> they got it. They gotta kill all them Benjamins by hand, but baby, I'm giving it to you, okay? Right. So, I started stripping. That went very well. I graduated uh, with my undergrad, and then I moved down here to Texas. And when I moved down to Texas, it was for my master's. You know, I'm getting my master's Mm -hmm. in uh, psychology, and I plan on getting my PhD in clinical sexology so I can be a sex therapist. Big per, big per. So I moved down here to get my education, to start a brand new life, be around people that look like me. You know, like I was in Kansas for a long time because my that's where my dad was stationed. So um, I like I wasn't really around a lot of black people or just even a lot of people of color type of deal. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Texas with that expectation. And I moved down here. I started stripping at this club. And I'm and I'm a day shift stripper. You know, like, that's how I started. I not only stripped, I've done escorting. I've done bachelorette parties. From the very beginning, I knew how to command the stage. So I was always one of the ones that people wanted to see all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's not on no braggadocious shit. That's just my Not braggadocious that's just my story type shit so by the time I got here I had done everything or so I thought (laughs) so I started at this (laughs) club I started at this club during day shift and one random ass day one of our day shift managers was sick so we had the night shift manager come on and night shift and day shift if you don't know like if you're not in the sex industry world they are two totally different beasts day shift is very very laid back you have businessmen you have just husbands that want to get away from their wives for a couple hours which is like all of them exactly that um you have men that are on break from their work and then nighttime is very rowdy it's very much like you see in 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 the movies and in the shows type shit. It's giving broke, it's giving predator, it's giving <laughs> Yeah, it's it's giving very boisterous and very unsafe type shit. Yeah. So no. I've I've always preferred day shift. 
So when I when I met this night shift manager, it was a totally different feel. And he was a great person, great, great person. And he introduced himself, I introduced myself, and he was he was telling me that he had this friend that was going to come into the club later that day, and this specific friend wanted to be ball busted. And I knew exactly what what that was just from watching videos, doing my own shit, you know. Exactly. He to to you know kick him in the balls type of deal and he was like I've asked all all the girls that I trust to know and no one has said yes yet so what have you and I was like oh I would have maybe. you <laughs> oh white people shit <laughs> so I was like I was like oh yes I'll, I'll, I'll definitely do it so that was my introduction into the BDSM world this man paid me $500 to ball bust him for 30 minutes. So afterwards, this manager kept having these various friends come in to get my services because I was the only girl in the club. Who was willing to do <laughs> Exactly that. So as I was doing uh, in at our club, we had these things called cabanas, which is a private room or what some clubs have called like a champagne room type of deal. Mm -hmm. So these are whole ass private rooms where I mean you can basically do anything. So um, in these in these uh, cabanas that I would do with these subs that my manager would bring in for me I mean it would be like a foot worship session, a ball busting session, I would bring my paddle or my flogger and that's when Mistress Electra truly became her you know Period. so uh, with that I started getting more and more clientele I started to have to make business cards I had to I had to call my dad explain to him what the hell was going on because he's a photographer and he's also like a content manager so he knows all about websites all about everything so I had to explain to him what the hell was going on with my life and how I was making such an exorbitant amount of money Right and to make sure that I was doing it right, you know. So, um, and and to this day, my dad is still my biggest supporter. He's my number one mentor, my best friend. Um, shout and out to him too. Shout out to him because he he helped me make my platform. So, um, my my business cards, my website, all of all of those things. He put the okay on and made sure that I was doing it right. So now I don't really go into the club anymore. I don't have the need to because my clientele base is so large. Um, and with that, I've had to create my own personal dungeon. It's the first black owned dungeon here in Austin, Texas. Uh, and it's been open for about two months. It's called Off the Chain Dungeon. And I have had a lot of, lot of clientele, a lot of appointments. I've been busy, but it's been a good busy. But that's how I got started, simply by um, <laughs> talking to my manager, you know, just automatically having the personality to command the stage and to do the things that other people did not want to do, you know? So... It has brought me into. I mean, I'm I'm three years in, so period. I'm now a kink educator, like I just said. We teach classes. I am a stripper. I mean, I am a sugar baby. 
I am a dungeon owner, and I'm also getting my master's. So educated and kinky, bitch. Yes, educated, kinky, and wealthy. We love it. So my whole entire goal, um, like I said uh, uh, prior in the episode, is to get my PhD in clinical sexology. I ultimately want to be a a sex therapist, an intimacy coach. Uh, So all of this has to do with my ultimate goal. Nothing that I do is uh, for no reason, you know, just, you know, so... Uh, everything is very well thought out just like ISIS I mean we're very meticulous in our Mm -hmm. next steps so uh, that's how I got started that's how we got started anything else you want to add best friend (laughs) sorry I'm smoking bitch um (laughs) please I was trying to silently puff in peace and then it said bitch choke but um not puff in peace Nah, puff in peace for real. Um, I I don't know if I mentioned it, but my ultimate goal is to create my own weed company so that I can grow strains that aid in any type of mental illnesses or you know disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are cannabinoids in cannabis plants uh, that could help with those things. But obviously, it takes a lot more research and, um, you know, certification in order for you to grow if you are going to have a company and everything. So that's my ultimate goal as well. <laughs> so, yes, we both have goals we want to reach. This is, I mean, it's it just so happened that we make money doing what we like. Yeah, exactly that. And so when honestly, you make money doing what you like, it's not a job. It's just not exactly that. And I think that's what was so hard for me to figure out where I wanted to go with my career, especially mm-hmm. as being young adults, bro. I feel like you know our parents or everyone else expects us to have everything figured out as soon as we leave high school type shit like they expect Mm -hmm. you to know what you want to do and it's like there's really so many things you can do that doesn't even have to do with clocking in at a certain time Mm -hmm. that's very true that's very very true and it's like I didn't see myself at a fucking Dave and Buster's for six years and moving up to corporate or because I was I worked at yeah. Dave and Buster's I don't know if you knew that but I was there for like mm-hmm. basically two years bitch <laughs> mm-hmm. shout out to crusty ass Northridge California uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it blew my mind how people were like taking their jobs seriously at a mm-hmm. place like that you know what I'm saying yeah even as a corporate manager or a corporate whatever the fuck, it didn't make any sense to me. So, you know, I went through so many different jobs that weren't related to sex work. I spent like less than a year at most of my jobs because I did not like what my environment was like when I worked there. Mm -hmm. Either they were racist or <laughs> or they weren't openly racist but they were microaggressions yeah that's it was or the fucking the rules didn't make no fucking sense yeah and you know i'm not i wouldn't call myself rebellious per se but i'm not a conformist <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think that 
all entrepreneurs are rebellious. I think it's it's just there's something that's in in our DNA, like intricately in our shit, mm-hmm. that we were just meant to be entrepreneurs. That like all of my friends that 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 have their own businesses, or not even my friends, just people that I know that have their mm-hmm. own businesses. It's something within their personality that that automatically makes them go against the grain. You know what I'm saying? So it's people mm-hmm. like that. You don't necessarily have to be rebellious to go against the grain. It's just like, <laughs> are y'all about to do this? And I'm gonna do what <laughs> I want to do, okay? Like, and 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 it's not me dissing them. It's not me dissing anybody else, but we just all chose to do something different for ourselves mm-hmm. and i mean everybody is not meant to be entrepreneur that's that is so fact. true some people need to clock in okay that is Mo- a- hey look a lot of people need to clock <laughs> a in. a lot of people need to clock in okay? but there are some people that voices actually need to be heard and like yeah. like ours <laughs> 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 but you know there are people with actual good ideas that deserve to be seen and you know be you know they need to take the initiative with you know what I'm saying and it's like so many people don't get that chance because they think that their future lies in the hands of uh, fucking their parents (laughs) decision and what they want their future to look like for their kids you know what I'm saying yeah definitely and then uh, like a lot of people are tied to a paycheck and just exactly like knowing that there's going to be a steady paycheck coming when you're an entrepreneur baby we we literally came up with our schedule and we have to be active six out of the seven days of the week okay so mm-hmm. it is not for the faint of heart you have to work more than than the normal person who only works five days a week we sometimes work six seven days a week all the time exactly on top of (laughs) sessions and exactly um, that you know all that other shit it's not easy it's not easy whatsoever but for a lot of people they would really much rather prefer prefer a constant paycheck and that's just their reality See, for me, I always felt like those bi-weekly paychecks made me feel like I was struggling type shit. I don't know if, yeah. like, it, it didn't feel, like, secure for me. That's how I knew, like, not necessarily working for other people. Nah, you know what? I will say that. That's how I knew working for other people was not for me. I mean, that mm-hmm. and the fact that the people that be running these establishments are stupid as fuck. And mm-hmm. I don't have the patience to be told what to do by someone who's a fucking idiot. Yeah. But, <laughs> but also, a lot of people have not actually, like, experienced financial freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like the book that I'm reading now is The Black Girl's Guide to, to Financial Freedom. Mm. And um, she talks Send about... Send me the link, girl. Definitely, definitely, girl. I send it to you. Uh, you can get it on Amazon, Black Girl's Guide to Financial Freedom. And in the book, the author talks about how when you start making money, you know, like not just a little, a little bit of change, but when mm-hmm. you start making money, mm-hmm. 
you do not feel the need to do the things you used to do or talk to the people you used to talk to type shit okay you get you, you get what I'm saying cause that's the so, old you bitch exactly you now hold your own power to do anything that you want to do so if there's a problem that that pops up if your car breaks down you don't need to call your auntie that you hate that can't stand your ass to get a motherfucking loan okay you don't need to call your estranged daddy type shit you know why are you wait hold on are these i'm trying to you you being too uh you being it's not personal bitch no no me me and my daddy best friends okay me and my daddy very much personal on my side (laughs) (laughs) not a strange dad (laughs) but but no that's that's the literal thing like if anything were to happen these people are are going to feel the need to depend on the people that truly them, they really cannot motherfucking stand. But when you got money, when you can fix anything at the drop of a dime, if your car breaks down, but you need to buy a brand new car, okay? You can you can work a week straight at the strip club and know that you can make 10k bitch and get a new car by Sunday. All right? That's why but girl, I'm gonna have to get different. a fucking strip club for like a week. It's different. It's di- bitch. I I told you today I made my motherfucking rent. Okay, and bitch, rent ain't cheap out here in Austin, Texas. Okay, and, and, and. So, so, but 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 it's it's very much that a lot of people would much rather depend on a two week paycheck that they know is coming. It's 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 the simple fact they would choose consistency over highs and lows, and I can understand that completely understand it. See, but baby, me, I cannot my highs understand and lows. that, girl, <laughs> I can understand it, but I'm going to choose my highs and lows, okay? <laughs> I mean, I think, I guess I feel better knowing that uh, I know exactly where my money is coming from and when it's coming because I could what people make in like a week I can make in a day Mm -hmm. and people have a hard time understanding that when I when I talked to my dad and I truly broke down like how much money I really made baby he and I make the same amount exactly so it's just like it's 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 unfathomable for people that are not in this industry that don't understand the lifestyle to understand not just the money aspect but just our lifestyles you know like everybody's like oh so you're a dominatrix so you fuck these men for money I'm like no that's the definition of a prostitute (laughs) that's the definition of a prostitute what do you mean and and we talk about this all the time and it's because Mm -hmm. men's only idea of female domination or any type of domination is through sex and porn Mm -hmm. and porn that's all they know and when we talk about a man being dominant or when men talk about themselves being dominant they are usually speaking only about the bedroom they are not talking about intercourse they're exactly intercourse (laughs) literally literally sex they're talking about sex and it's like it's it's really sad that a lot of people don't understand the dynamic between 
a dominant and a submissive and don't understand that it's more there are more ways to dominate someone you know compared to just dominating someone sexually Mm-hmm. There are we're a lot of time. there are so many things. There are so many ways. See, that's why we're here to teach you because you niggas are stupid. <laughs> because, ah. y'all, because y'all are stupid and un- un- uneducated. And somebody gotta let y'all know what's up because I'm sick. I'm sick of telling men that I'm not fucking my clients. I'm sick of it. Yeah, I'm sick. I'm really sick. People be like, yeah, I suck. No, literally, didn't I tell you yesterday this dude was like, so you get to slap me around, but I can't fuck you? Blocked! Blocked! What are you talking about, sir? What are you talking about, sir? Yeah, that's it. What are you saying? Because at that point, that's how you know the difference between someone who is interested in you dominating them based off of fantasy and someone that's interested in you dominating them because they respect you and understand the dynamic for real. Yeah. Yeah, very much that. And there is a huge difference. There is a huge difference. Huge difference. You can tell by the way they approach you, by the words that they use, by the things that they say. And it's like, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Very much that. Mm. (laughs) We are back with our word slash phrase of the day back in this bitch to teach y'all some shit (laughs) what's our our word slash phrase of the day Pisces okay so since our podcast is about fetish and kink I figured well we figured that it would be best to discuss the difference between a fetish and a kink so a kink would be something that wouldn't normally be like a sexual preference or behavior but it's more like a, a fixation like how would you, what, what 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 would a kink be for you Electra would we give the people an example um so a kink for me would be like leather right exactly definitely I love the way like leather turns me on so I don't necessarily have to think about leather to to like um, orgasm, but exactly. leather definitely like enhances all of you know like the sexual feeling. So um, any fixation that you have, like some men like slim girls, some men like very big girls, some men like girls that have nipple piercings or. Um, that wear really high heels or um, fishnets, you know, like there's there's all different types of things that people can fixate on mm-hmm. and fantasize about, but that don't necessarily need to be present for them to orgasm. Exactly. So leather is definitely one of my kinks. And I would say mine would be latex for sure. I mm-hmm. I definitely have me a latex kick. Not mm-hmm. my toes, curling girl. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> Please. Oh my god. And with that being said, a fetish would be something or like a person or a body part or an object or a specific like 
behavior that makes you come or makes you sexually excited mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I would say a foot fetish right mm-hmm. like you need to be looking at feet in order to, to come in order to have an orgasm yeah some people exactly are actually that. really like that or they have to have their ears touched or they have to be Whoa, thinking huh? about wait a second I ain't never heard that before go back girl there's an ear fetish there's an ear fetish bitch a lot of my clients have an ear fetish okay that I only I guess I don't know that because nobody's ever approached me on some ear shit like what do they even (laughs) ask you bitch let me touch your ear like what the fuck is going on no it's just like a gentle thing that I just figure out you know like like and and most of the men don't even know that they have that they that they have the shit until I do it and that and then they're like now I can't come unless my wife is like whispering in my ear type shit so yeah people definitely do have have an ear see me get the fuck away from my ears okay oh god you're too close not the hot very exactly that but some people really like that shit I mean I guess it's sexy coming from a woman but like if a man was doing that I'd be like please bro I'm about to elbow you in the face oh me nigga back back okay back back 12 feet 12 feet 12 feet That's but definitely um yeah definitely like an ear fetish or i mean some men um and and i say men because that's literally my specialty i literally have to learn about men in and out of school so um some men have like um there is a medical term for it but it's men who are like like really fantasized about like fake pits you know there is a word for that i know exactly yeah like you can't you cannot orgasm unless you're literally thinking or like touching or like doing some fake tits type of deal not doing (laughs) yeah see my fetish girl and i'm and i'm I used to say that because she already know what my fetish is. We have had lots of lots and lots of conversations. But my fetish is president. Okay? And I say this because I like very like powerful men that like are in charge type of deal. So very much hashtag scandal, okay? Hashtag Olivia Pope. Anyway, oh, so <laughs> so when I think of like powerful men, um, I automatically think of presidents. So for me, y'all truly, bitch can't do shit unless, unless you think about Barack Obama. I tell you that right there, okay? Barack Obama, oh, he done made your girl come plenty of times. Shout out plenty. to Michelle. <laughs> Shout out to Michelle for sharing her husband with me. I not sharing this. Okay. She does not know you. Okay. We just did the scissor weekend. Okay. Came oh, with. no. She no. Keep Tuesday, nah, she, she hit him with this. See, you got a girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's the motherfucking one, bitch. She be sharing his ass with me because he be all up in my imagination. When I be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. But that's my fetish. What's your fetish? I think I told you that I I like it. Well, I guess I wouldn't call it a fetish though. I guess I would call like 
Do you have a fetish? <sighs> okay, I think I, I think I told you like it's low key like a foot fetish. I wouldn't say that I like looking at feet. You know what oh. I'm saying? Or like touching no. feet? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, ma'am. I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand what you're saying. What do you How mean? You got a foot fetish, but you don't like touching feet. Well, Explain. I mean, well, because I can come if someone's sucking on my feet, licking on my toes. Is that oh, not a... Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, no, well, but I mean, that would be more like a kink because you don't always have to have someone sucking on your toes in order to, like, have an orgasm, you know? But that's yes. something that definitely excites you. Yeah, no, girl, it's the same thing like my armpits. Bitch, I tell you, I tell you, hey, y'all listening. That's what's never... that's what's weird though about fetishes and kinks, cause like one can be the other, but it's not always like <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh kinks can be kinks can be fetishes, but fetishes can always be kinks type of deal. It's weird as fuck, bro. It's so weird. Or but... yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, I never. It, no, no, ma'am. I I don't think I've came from someone licking my armpits before. I have plenty of times. I know you have, girl. You've you <laughs> told me about it, but it's like I I haven't experienced that. I mean, I've had my armpits licked, but I'm I'm a very much ticklish bitch. So like, I don't know if it was just a weird ass like. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know, bitch. I haven't uh, had my armpits licked in a while, so I can't really tell you. Really can't. Hey, do your research, so everybody do your research and have your homework. Because yes, most definitely, it is a great sensation. (laughs) All right, that's uh, kinks and fetishes. Anything else you want to add, girl? Uh, shit. Yeah, how about shit? I got homework for them too. Y'all should be looking at what your fetishes and kinks are because mm-hmm. that could help you and your partner or partners. I don't judge. <laughs> Me neither. You know, it can help you guys figure out what each other's likes and dislikes are because there are so many people that have sexual relationships and non-sexual relationships without even having discussions about these little minor kinks and fetishes that they have. And you know what happens to those people who are ashamed of their fetishes and kinks? They come to us and pay us for our time. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I have, I have, and it's like a lot of men that like to be pegged that are all my clientele is, and their wives, their partners have no idea. And it's simply because there's such a huge stigma um, behind if a male likes quote unquote butt stuff, which is weird as hell <laughs> to stuff. me. Yeah, that's what, that's what the immature folk calling it. But I'm just like, bro, like there are literally a lot of veins in your anus that makes it so men's orgasm. Their G spot is literally in their asshole. 
exactly that exactly why are you that. being a bitch i'm sorry that's mean I'm but why saying, are you being a bitch i'm saying girl you better you better eat your man ass for the one time do you know I do you know you he'll like it do you know what subs say to us when we're pegging them they say thank you mm-hmm. this man pussy i love it <laughs> please it's no a- for real no, for real. But no, I really, no, I really be like that, y'all. No, no cap, no exaggeration. No, they no really be saying man pussy and all, and I'm here for it because it is a man pussy. It's my man I, pussy. I turned this shit into mine. I own this <laughs> shit now. And do tell your yes. wife, tell your wife, okay, and your but dog. It's, but it's very much that because a lot of people think that um, BDSM is just about handcuffs and spanking and it's it's so much more it's so much more and as you go through this journey with us throughout this podcast you will learn and you will realize and get to learn with us that that there are rules to this shit as well yes and it is so much more than just handcuffs and spanking and fucking somebody and slapping them okay so and choking Please stop. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> please stop y'all please <laughs> please right. please educate yourselves learn about the rules and and the safety precautions before you call yourself a dominant bro definitely that definitely that Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. We really, really, really appreciate it. You know, this is our first podcast together. So we really appreciate all of the support that we've gotten thus far, even before we put out our first episode. Uh, If you like what you've heard, give us a shout out on Twitter, uh, hashtag humiliation hour. Tell us what you think. You can also follow me on Twitter at dominant healer underscore and you'll see mistress electra isis what's 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 your at girl what's your at so you can find me on instagram and twitter at isis the god that is i-s-i-s-t-h-a-g-o-d not t-h-e dumbass (laughs) (laughs) she said the not but But we, again, we really appreciate you tuning into our first episode. Make sure you catch us next Saturday for our upcoming episode.